golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. I turn on the lights. I love the lights. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G., Along with Will Perry and our special guest tonight, special caddy in the house. Looper in the house. Brendan Sweeney from the beautiful French Lick Resort in beautiful French Lick, Indiana. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Fantastic. Sweeney, great to have you here. Uh, of course, uh, you know, when you're not globetrotting up to Indiana, you are one of Orlando's most infamous residents. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks okay. for the inside track. We really appreciate that one. <laughs> so how's, how's your game, buddy? It's never been better. Never been better. But, uh, yeah, having some fun with the kids, uh, closing down the year. So we're looking forward to that and uh, looking forward to next year already. So the season went quick this year. Well, um, hey, go Cubbies. We're one oh, game down. Oh. And because you're from Chicago, of course, oh. uh, you know we oh. have to we have to have a little Cubs talk. There we go. All right. Well, I got I got to come out of the shoot. Okay. Yes. 1907, Cubs go to the World Series and win. 1908, Cubs go to the World Series and win. 1945, Cubs go to the World Series. They don't win, but there's one common denominator in all of that. Do tell. I will. They had their spring training in French Lick, Indiana. No kidding. So, How about that trivia? Yeah, so what we did this year, we sponsored the Chicago Golf Show and uh, had our head pro, Andy Fortner, bring up two, uh, two buckets of dirt, and we presented them to the Cubs this year at the, at the Rosemont Golf Show in front of the Shannon Rovers, the whole nine yards. So Dave Kaplan from the Cubs said he would take the, the dirt out to Tempe, spread it on the infield, and then spread it at Wrigley Field. So if the Cubs win, which they may, over Cleveland, they started off on a bad run. I'll take full credit. For let's let's hope. That's, I reverse the curse. Let's hope that's <laughs> keep magical. That, keep magical that goat dirt. in the closet. So you're going to be the secret to all this being turned back around, is what you're saying? And I'm actually going to the game on Friday. I'm leaving tomorrow. I know you got That'll twenty bucks in your pocket for my T-shirt. From who? I <laughs> <laughs> will. <laughs> we are going. Well, my parents were longtime uh, Chicago residents and natives and. My dad's up there uh, mixing up a little heavenly mojo. <laughs> Mojito. <laughs> Mojitos dad, and mojo. I tell you what, growing up uh, in, in, you know, uh, in the suburbs of Chicago and Medina, but living out after I graduated from college within a six-block radius of Wrigley Field, it, it, it really is a special place. And any Chicagoans that have moved down here know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, the, the war between the south side and the north side, I think any Chicagoan, any Cubs fan, any WGN watching human back in the day could appreciate what's going on right now. And we, we hope it, that it comes through. We hope the Cubs win strong. 
And, you know, what What are people going to do? What are you going to wait till next year? For what? But they are built for speed. The Cubs are built for long term. So My dad's biggest thrill when they moved to Florida was that they got WGN in Tampa. <laughs> and he could watch all the games. I'm telling it. you. Pretty that much was every like the closing too. deal to move to Tampa. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you get WGN. But WGN doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, now you don't man. have to watch it on Fox Sports. <laughs> well, so. here's here's what we got to turn around. Uh, the stats say that the last 17 out of 19 series have been won by the team that won the first game. It's been 108 years. Stats it's don't time. lie. <laughs> well, the bats came alive in the NLCS towards the end, so you never know. You know the, the rough part they about this baseball thing. You know, you know, watching the playoffs. Now we're in the World Series. It's, you're watching the games. They come on late. You're having a couple of beers. Next thing you know, you're tied. <laughs> A string of you know, a string of beer drinking nights it isn't that bad, but <laughs> well, for those knows. of you who have just tuned in to the Golf Insiders, baseball yes, show, you are in the right place. <laughs> That's all um, right. But uh, Brendan, yeah, t- tell our listeners a little bit about French Lake Resort because it's one of uh, just the sweetest golf destinations there in the Midwest. Yeah, originally built in 1845. We have uh, three great golf courses: an 07 Bendelow, 1917 Donald Ross course, which we're getting ready to celebrate our 100th year. And, and, and next year, I'll be dressed up in uh, in full knickers the whole year. So, I love it. <laughs> all the all the appearances that we do, we're looking forward to that. Donald Ross, we redid that course in in 2007, and then in 2009 we opened up the the Pete Dye Golf Course, which we just had. Gosh, I think we've had 13 championships there since '09. So uh, yeah, we're talking to the LPGA about some stuff. We're, we're the home of the LPGA Legends. Uh, we have the Big Ten Championships and. It's pretty neat, you know, having all these college tournaments, especially with this week. We'll jump into it later. All these names are popping up of kids that we've seen before. So, yeah, uh, we're an hour away from Louisville, Kentucky. We did a $600 million renovation. Uh, and, we, you know, uh, they give me the, the, the keys to go run around and talk about it. So I can't beat that. Yeah, and, and live in Orlando. Half of the and, year. And part-time in India. Yeah, you which, know, you, you know, you're, you're, there, you're there in the, in the good months. Yep. Yes. <laughs> when you're not having to shovel snow. It's and... like the Western Front in Hogan's Heroes. It's like, oh, we've got to go up there in January. It's like, yikes. So. Well, it's great to have you in the house. Thanks and for Will Perry me. picks the big winner. Justin Thomas successfully defends at the CIMB Classic. I think that's Good my pick, first bud. one. I in... think so. I'm not even sure Long who time I picked. Coming. <laughs> uh, I was a day behind watching the whole tournament, yeah, taping that's it at true. night. Thinking I was watching the final round, I'm watching the third round. Uh, I don't know. Maybe some cocktails were involved. I'm not sure, but I was uh, I was messed up the whole weekend. So we were talking about this. <laughs> not so- literally. But, you know. <laughs> okay. We, we, we bring people down in this show. Uh, bring yeah, it to the gutters. Sure oh my god. So we were kind of chatting about it a little bit earlier today. I mean, Justin Thomas, maybe the next rising star on the PGA Tour. I mean, he kind of comes from that same crop of younger players of. Of the Jordan Spieth and the the Smiley Kaufman and, he, and that era of players. He, he that grew are up in Louisville, there. Kentucky. He grew yep. up an hour away from French Lick, so he, he's a, he's a good guy. It's all about it's all about French Lick tonight. Hey, either you're flying over or driving through it. That's, <laughs> that's the great thing about it. Yeah, I mean, he uh, you know actually, if you don't look carefully, sometimes he looks like Jordan Spieth out there. Smaller guy, right? you know. He's I think he's what like five nine, one hundred and fifty pounds. I mean, he's. But he he can he can it's whack like it around. Grade. Yeah, I mean, he's like he's like a kid out there. And we were we were up at the uh, at the uh, BMW Championships, and he he was sporting a goatee, and all these kids were yelling Ricky Ricky Ricky. And they're like, 
Wrong guy. He just wrong guy. I will say it was probably better than the uh, cookie dusters they attempted for the tour championships. Um, Not not so sure that uh, Ricky should keep going with the facial hair. Yeah, those, but he's sporting some kind of mohawk over there in China. Have you seen his latest do? He's always got something new. <laughs> I'll, uh, ta- I'll take Chinese haircuts for 400 please, Alex. <laughs> the WGC, the HSBC champions uh, this week uh, in Shenzhen International Golf Club, Shanghai, China. So they're 12 hours ahead. That's going to make watching uh, interesting. Difficult. You have to you know, catch the tea times at about 1030 at night. But uh, a packed field in the uh, in the nine of the top eleven, seventeen WGC. of the top twenty, I, seventeen of the top twenty, I think. Yeah, like um, loaded field, and um, you know we're going to get to see Rory tee it up, uh, Dustin Johnson, Henrik Stenson, Patrick Reed, Paul Casey, uh, all the Ryder Cup boys are there. JB Holmes, Matt Kuchar, it's going to be. Uh, Fun to watch. Justin Thomas will be in the field. Ryan Moore as Ryan well. Ryan Moore and uh, Hideki Matsuyama. That's who you picked. That's who I picked. And he finished second, so that's not bad. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> who was my long shot, Emilio? Probably. He's my new heartthrob. You, yeah, you yeah. haven't been on the show in a while, Brendan, yeah. but he's, he's replaced Sergio. She's for Emiliano Grillo. Yeah. I have a secret crush on Emilio, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's okay. So, And then we've got Sanderson Farms. This is a, a double double decker this week. Did you hear about uh, um, your boy William McGirt actually is not allowed to play in the event because he decided to pull out of the WGC, did not want to fly to China. So there's some stipulation with the rules and everything that because he qualified for the WGC. Because if you're a top 50 player, you can't play in a yeah. crosstown event. Yeah, so he's actually playing in the Pro-Am, but he's not playing in the actual tournament. Oh. Interesting scenario there. Well, uh, an it- uh, interesting field there as well. You've got the likes of uh, Jeff Ogilvie, Ian Poulter, who's been on the IR due to, uh, I didn't know this, but he's been battling a foot injury and severe arthritis and, mm. and inflammation and Finally decided to just take some time off and heal it naturally. Didn't want to face surgery or keep, you know, taking the anti-inflammatories. So just did a, a bunch of, I guess, intensive physical therapy. And um, he's he's ready to roll. He said uh, it was interesting being on the other side for the Ryder Cup. But you could tell he's like, he I'm a it. player. I want to play. He wants to he wants to get back in that mix. Kevin Streelman playing. Wilson Sam, guy. Sam Saunders. I like yeah. to see. Uh, I think we're all rooting for Sam to break out this year. For sure. Right? With uh, Arnie passing. Uh, Chris Kirk is in the field. And hey, our very own Stuart Appleby, who was so great to come out to our Golf United event and hang out with us. That was a good time. Yeah, Dickie Pride's out there. We're going to see Dickie playing. Mark Wilson. Uh, going back to the Big Ten, I, I like my, uh, my guys coming out of the shoot. Brian Campbell, Charlie Danielson. They were both uh, teammates with, uh, with uh, Thomas Peters. Digging deep played. over here. Oh, d- <laughs> Steve Flesh, he's a Kentucky guy. And then also you got Scott Langley and DA Points, so the fight in Illini. And the Golf Channel very own David Duvall. I saw that. Okay. I didn't realize Double that he was playing this week. That's it awesome. up. Yeah. So yeah. I guess there were a few spots still open. This is like the land of the lost tournament. It's like, <laughs> you know, if you're in your late forties and you're not quite to the PGA Tour champions, just sort of you know, you back up the double wide to this thing and you're right there. Uh um Freddie Couples, speaking of my favorites. Returning to the PGA <laughs> Tour Championships, Champions Tour, 
<laughs> That's the second thing that goes, G. At, at, get this name of this tournament. The Power Shares, I thought this was a typo. QQQ Championship. What in the world? QQ, that the is QQQ, that the... the Q cube cubed <laughs> um, yeah that's the that's the headliner oh, this week as the schwab cup playoffs begin uh we've got of course uh the germinator mr bernhard longer who's in uh first first place our, our champion is going to be there little uh, Colin Montgomery. Colin Montgomery. Great dude. Uh so, you know, it Michael all, Allen. All all starts for the for the seniors this week as uh, they have their version of the FedEx Cup and um oh, there's oh. there's just a lot of golf going on. Minji Lee captures her second victory at the 2016 Blue Bay LPGA. We're going to talk a little bit more about what's happening with the race to the CME, which is the LPGA. Uh Finisher next month down in Naples. Down in Naples, and a huge um, (laughs) close race there between Lydia Ko and Arya Jutanyagarn. You got it. You got it that time. Hey, Hey, I I saw her and her sister qualify for the PGA Junior Tournament up at uh, Sycamore Hills in Fort Wayne, Indiana, like three years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was was four years ago. (laughs) Yeah, it was four years ago. And now she's what twenty. Incredible. We're way behind and still trying to catch up. Anyway, we got a lot of golf talk tonight. You're listening to Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. More golf talk coming up. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sent that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. Back, the Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with Will Perry and Brendan Sweeney from French Lake Resort. Hello. up today. We are pumped. We are just rocking and rolling. We are getting everybody through that traffic on it's awful. Ultimate high four. We talk it's about awful. it. Every what is week? ultimate about it? It's ultimately painful. It exactly. is. It's like a toothache that won't go away. But you know they... what? I, I go from downtown to the airport. I, I stay away from I four as much as possible. Why are you guys sitting in the highway? I was going from South Orlando to downtown, and it took me 45 minutes this morning at like 8 a.m. Hey, take the train. the train. The train. Might as well, right? <laughs> from Point Siena to the land. You can't beat it. All so. right. Well, we have the. Uh, First WGC event of the 2016-2017 season happening in China. And uh, we're going to bring in our top golf insider, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Hello. How are you guys doing? We are a packed house here tonight, Bob. And uh, we are... uh, we're excited about getting to see eight of the top 11 tee it up here this week in China. Yeah, not only is it the first WGC event of the new season, but it's the last of the European Tour season. So it's kind of unique in that regard. Their season's still ongoing. They have three more events after this one. So it's the fourth of the four for them, and it's the first of the four for the PGA Tour. And For the guys who play both tours, I don't know how they look at it. I guess it's the best of both worlds. But, um, yeah, you're right. It's a rare time now to get the top players together. You know, it's going to be a while after this before you see this many of the top players in one place. 
Yeah, I mean, it. you know, it is loaded with Rory and DJ and Henrik Stenson, Patrick Reed, so many of the players from the Ryder Cup in the field. Is is Jordan playing? I didn't see him in the in the lineup, but I is, is he no, playing? No, he's not, um, which was a bit of a surprise uh, to me, but um, I think it speaks to how he um, – uh, how he might have felt that he overdid it uh, last o- off season um, because you know he went to China, which was after playing in the um, President's Cup in Korea, came home, went to China, then came home, uh, went to Australia. I think he's going back to Australia for the Australian Open, so it um, it sort of makes sense that he would maybe skip this, and then he's going to play in the Bahamas at Tigers Tournament. So, um, uh, and of course, he's going to then play in Hawaii in early January. You know, it's it's like if if you if these guys aren't careful, they they start running up a lot of a lot of mileage. Patrick Reed is doing that. I mean, he's people forget he's a member of the European Tour and needs to get these starts in. And he's playing. Uh, uh, you know, he after this, he's playing in. Um, he's going to Turkey next week, and then he's taking a week, and then he's going and playing in Dubai. Hey, so, um, youth is wasted it on the young. <laughs> Bob, how you doing? Brendan Sweeney, how you doing? Hi there. Excellent. How are you? The last time I saw you was on the bus up at Crooked Stick. We're talking a little Evan Scholar action. Yeah, how about that? Time flies, huh? That was a, <laughs> that was that was a great week, and uh, and look at look at we've already gotten through all this stuff since then. It uh, doesn't seem that long ago. Bob, you were talking about the European tour, and Padraig Harrington wins his first title in eight years last week. <laughs> yeah, that's great uh, that he won in Portugal. And, um, uh, you know, he hadn't won on the European Tour since, well, he won the nineteen, uh, the 2008 PGA Championship, which was his last win on the European Tour, but hadn't won in Europe since uh, since he won the Open in 2008 at uh, at Birkdale, which is where it's going next year. So, um, and, you know, he won on the PGA Tour last year. It's kind of hard to believe Padraig is 45 years old. Um, and yet he's talking like, hey, I want to play in the Ryder Cup in two years and don't don't uh, think about me as a captain yet. And, and he's clearly found a little something here uh, of late. And, and that was a great performance. I mean, that was the lowest score on the European Tour this year, his winning total. So, um you know, that's, I don't care where you're playing. That's a lot of birdies to be making uh, to to go that low. And uh, I think most most feel that you know he's a it's a it's a great thing when Podrick wins, and if he can keep keep it going, good for him. It's that Wilson Sporting Good bag he's toting. That's why on this great Chicago day, <laughs> we have to talk about Chicago companies. That's well, and you know, <laughs> I mean, good on Wilson. Some good timing here. I, uh, I'm for, carrying a Wilson bag as as a marketing person, right? I mean, you have Kevin Streelman win, and now you got Padraig Brendan, winning. Brendan Steele won. Yeah, he's a Wilson guy. And you got um, and and they've got their show on on the Golf Channel, Driver versus Driver. So uh, hey, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see which supposedly they're going to then bring that driver out at the PGA show or no, they're going to actually launch it for Black Friday. Black Friday. We digress. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so you know, you got you got Roy playing. You know, kind of tee it up for us, Bob. What do you think um, we're we're going to see here in China? I think it'll be interesting to see what uh, what transpires. Um, 
You know, uh, most of these big guys haven't played since the Ryder Cup uh, or even before. Now, we had some last week. Sergio played in Malaysia. Um, Patrick Reed played there. Uh, there's there's some carryover from there. Uh, but, um, you know, I'm sort of interested to see how Rory does. You know, he's still got a big prize to, to play for the European Tours race to Dubai. His last stroke play event, as, as we all know, was winning the Tour Championship a month ago and, and, and capturing the FedEx Cup title. Uh, and, uh, you know, what was kind of a lackluster year for him uh, all of a sudden turned into a really good year because he also won, won uh, a playoff event. And if he can pick off one of these last couple of events he's going to play on the European Tour, all of a sudden, wow, you know, that, um, you know, all the doom and gloom turns into uh, quite an impressive season for him. So I'm kind of curious to see how he does. There's, there's some talk that he's put a tailor-made driver and fairway wood in his bag, uh, you know, so for the, for the equipment junkies among us, that's interesting because obviously his Nike equipment is, uh, uh, you know, going to become obsolete here one of these days. And uh, so, you know, I think there's, and, you know, there's Dustin Johnson, is playing how much does he have left uh, after a after a great player of the year season is he is he is he on cruise control or is he looking to sort of build on it or, or what's what's the story i mean i think i think it's an interesting time of year to see you know how motivated guys are you know what what their goals are at this point uh uh and uh and and how they how they approach it we're talking to bob herrick from espn.com so this morning flipping on uh, uh, Sports Center, and what do I see? A little clip of John Daly in a very frightening at six forty-five in the morning sport coat <laughs> with a <laughs> bunch of skeleton heads on it. You've got uh, a hit it hard uh, uh, thirty, right? Thirty segment coming up November first. That's right, and that thing's been in the works for over a year. Um, I have yet to see it. Uh, I know there's a trailer out. There's some advanced versions. I've heard nothing but good things. Uh, I believe it's an hour long, 30 for 30. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of ground to cover with John Daly, uh, you know, from from two really improbable major championships to, you know, all the personal drama uh, to maybe some squandered talent. Uh, and I think some some fairly frank and honest assessments from himself. So um, I uh, I highly recommend it. From what I've heard and read already, it's very good. And uh, next Tuesday it's going to be on. I believe it's 8 p.m. Correct. And I'm sure it will be repl- it will be replayed, uh, and you'll be able to see bits and pieces of it, if not all of it, on on ESPN.com as well. Um, you know, in the days afterward. Well, one thing you know about John, he always tells it like it is. Who's going to be your pick this weekend, Bob, before we let you go? Well, you know, I went ahead and went with the real, real stunner. I went with Rory. Oh! Um, you know, he's, you know uh, he's playing pretty well. He's played well at this venue as five top 11 finishes. Um, and, uh, you know, I can't imagine that uh, the game that, that, that we saw – uh, at East Lake, and then the next week at the Ryder Cup, where let's be honest, I think he ran out of gas a little bit more than anything. But he he played a lot of good golf that week, um, and 
you know, I don't see any reason why it can't continue. So, uh, and he's got a lot to play for here at the end of the year. So I, uh, I sort of expect big things from him this week. And before we let you go, so do the Cubs, but we're rooting for them, my friend. We're uh, looking for a comeback tonight. That would be great. I would, I would really like that if, if that would happen. All right, Bob Herrick from <laughs> ESPN.com. Thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. Much more golf talk coming up. Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. It'd be good to just make The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with Will Perry, tweeting away. At the Golf Insiders. We love Join it. the conversation. Please. Anybody, everybody. Just don't do it while you're driving. But yes. if you're parked on I-4, be happy to tweet <laughs> yes. us. Yeah. Does that count? We're trying to keep you happy out there. And we have Mr. Happy himself, Brendan Sweeney. Representing all of Chicago tonight and French Lick Resort. And anywhere that WGN used to broadcast. That's <laughs> right. Pretty much all over. We're Good just uh, tying in that whole golf World Series thing tonight because that's just how we roll. Uh, Is the game I, at I, 7? Yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah, they moved it up because it, of the potential of inclement weather. Inclement. Which I love that, by the way. I hate watching playoff anything that starts at 9 o'clock. Or 8 o'clock. Well, we or... know. Will goes to bed at 7.30. So, you know, <laughs> and then he's got to set a couple alarms. And, you know. <laughs> my, my first Cub game, I was caddying at Medina, and, and the, uh, the, the San Diego Padres were in town, and the manager gave us tickets. And it was a Monday game, and we all jumped in a car and ran out there, and we were driving up, the, up 53, and we jumped over on the Kennedy, and there was a big plume of smoke that was just north. I mean, it was like a huge fire. And that was the day the Arlington Park racetrack burned down. Ooh. Yeah, so that was a little Cubs history for me. Well, there's nothing like going to Wrigley and touching the ivy. It well, is I tell you what, if you touch the special. ivy, you've got to be making a you got to be making an effort. You'd be thrown in jail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know people hanging yeah. out in the basket. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and have been thrown in jail. So well, you know, I'm going Friday. I got friends. I'm, I'm going Friday. But college roommate Tim Delisle. Ah, uh, oh, lucky yeah. man. No, absolutely got got the call, and and uh, after 20 years of marital bliss, my wife said, "Yeah, I think it's time you go <laughs> to the game." I love it. I love it. Well, let's waste no more time. We're going to bring in one of our uh, new and favorite golf insiders, but he's not new to the world of golf. He has covered golf globally for a long time, including for the Australian AP and now for PGAtour.com. So we can chat a little bit about the WGC and the impact of global golf and how it is expanding over in Asia. Ben Everell on the line. Hey, Ben. Uh, adopted team here in the U.S., so I hope they can get it done over this World Series. Yes, well, uh, you might have to work on the accent a little bit there, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's North exactly. St. Augustine accent right there. That's right, that's yeah. right. Uh, you had a great um, story column on PGAtour.com about the uh, going global, great for the game of golf, and certainly this event proves that in terms of the number of countries that are represented and um you know this the the added tour event in korea and potentially 
another one coming in Japan. So uh, this is this is exciting stuff. Yeah, look, the game of golf is a global game, isn't it? So it makes sense that the PGA Tour, which is you know the best tour on earth, if we're if we're not being too biased, uh, should have a global presence. And the fact that we've been in Malaysia last week, we're China this week, and next year there'll be a, a stop in Korea on that swing. Uh, it's starting to that trend to make sure that we do take the game global and have the best of the best showcased on on the world stage. Uh, you know, I said in my column, I hope that it's the start of even more expansion for this or that part of the year, this part of the year, and we maybe sort of go to Australia and South Africa as well, as well as obviously we have Mexico coming up in a couple of weeks' time, and why not? You know, it's a good time to travel around the world and a good time to showcase these great talents we have. Well, the LPGA has certainly taken advantage of that. Uh, we know truly that their game has gone global and it's it's great to see uh, you know us getting a chance to experience more of golf over in Asia. I think uh, the President's Cup certainly showcased a great event last year, and uh, we're going to get to see more of it uh, as as uh, you know next year rolls around. Yeah, look, and the fact of the matter is there are some great great golf venues and courses all over this world of ours, and you know they're not all in the U.S. or not all in Europe. They're everywhere. Um, and, you know, we should try to get to the best courses in the world and we should try to have the players, the best players in the world, tested on those courses and, and taken to those corners of the globe. And, and that's how, you know, the game itself will grow. We've obviously got an Olympic presence right now and hopefully that continues. Uh, we have the PGA Tour announcing today they have a new office in Japan uh, to make sure that part of the world gets, you know, even more growth, the, the, the Asian area. So, uh, as I said, and, and you mentioned the LPGA, of course, the European Tour has been going you know, all over for uh, quite a few years now to, to um, great success. Uh, um, you know, I just think that we should embrace it. And, and this is not obviously at the detriment of, uh, of great events here in the U.S. We're not sort of saying take them away, but at, at, at this time of year is a great time. We have um, opposite field events that do very well in the smaller markets that can't quite um, put on a, a massive show, if you will, and can't afford that uh, per se. So it's a great time to get travelling, to get those other world tours involved and, you know, it just the timing all works. I know the Australian Open and the World Cup come up soon, so it would be a great time for them to have an event. South African Open uh, can come at the end of the year as well. Uh, just a, a perfect sort of stretch around the world if we if we could get it done in the next five, ten years, I think would be tremendous. We're talking to Ben Everill from PGATour.com. Brendan? Hey, uh, Ben, how you doing? Brendan Sweeney. Um, good. Hey, good what, thanks, what, how do you think the, uh, the growth of, of the game is internationally with the colleges? Um, you look at someone like Thomas Peters, who played tremendously well, almost off the map. No, no one knew who he was until the Olympics came around. Now he's the Ryder Cup, and now he's playing. You know, he's a, he's a marquee name in in your event coming up this week. Um, and he yeah, came, look, he came through the, the system with Mike Small at Illinois. Exactly. You know, like the, the guys are all over the world are seeing that there's benefit in in playing college golf in the U.S. and getting on that world stage, if you will, getting that competition even earlier, uh, and and to to sort of give them these, this worldly feel and, and, and great golf from a young age gets them ready to be on this stage earlier. And that's why we see so many great 20-somethings. They're going through great systems. They're ready to rock and roll early. And they're getting out on that world stage. Thomas Peters, who you mentioned, look, I, I, I'm a huge rap on him. I, I watched him very closely at the Ryder Cup. I uh, have watched his career uh, over the last little bit. I'm actually penciling him in for a major in the next two years. He, he will win one of the next eight majors. He's on my fantasy team this week, if you will, for the WGC in China. I think he's uh, absolutely going to come uh, towards the top 10 in the world over the next year. So 
he is one talent to really look out for. Yeah, we, we hosted the uh, the Big Ten Championships at French Lick in 12, 13, and 14. Thomas was on that team, and two of his teammates are, are making their uh, PGA debut this week at Sanderson Farms with Charlie Danielson and Brian Campbell. And those guys are studs, too. Unbelievable. Yeah, look. Yeah, uh, you know, and there's countless examples of, of these this type of talent all around the country and all around other countries, which is kind of what I was getting at, isn't it? We have talent in the U.S., and that is great. We need to foster it, and we need to make sure that it keeps coming through onto the onto the PGA Tour and the various tours below them. Uh, but we also need to foster the same sort of talent that is around the globe. Uh, we don't want to be missing out on, on those guys. We have, you know, 85 international players, uh, members on the PGA Tour this year from 22 countries. Uh, that sounds like a lot, and it is a lot, but it could be even more. And, and you know, it, it's, ama- it's amazing that we could sort of grab the best of the the best rather than just the best of sort of pockets. If we could get everyone sort of playing on this world, we're only going to see greater golf and to see greater golf on the levels below that as everyone fights to be part of that big main stage. So, uh, you know, I think the future is, is, is great for golf if we can get even more people involved around the world. So, Ben, where do you kind of see the potential for like a, an, an event in South Africa or an event in Australia kind of fitting into the schedule? Do you see it maybe being something where they are opposite field events or do you see it maybe replacing some events and kind of playing along with that, that fall schedule? Well, of course, we need to have the money and the, and the sponsors involved, don't we, first and foremost. But, yes, I actually see it being part of this part time of the year and going around. I'm not saying... Uh, get rid of events. I'm not saying sort of, uh, you know, try to take things away from the great events we have. Like Sanderson Farms this week is phenomenal. It's a great event, especially for guys to get um, recognised and get on tour and get a feel for that. We've had guys who have made that their first win have gone on to bigger and greater things over the last 10 years. I I believe even Luke Donald won that event when he was much younger. Um, So, you know, there's examples of that. But I see us going basically from Malaysia to, to China to Korea potentially then to Japan, potentially then to Australia, then to South Africa, and then back to Mexico, and then back into the U.S., all sort of at this time of the year around that sort of November, uh, late October, early November, uh, you know, through to Thanksgiving and, and early December before we get to sort of Tigers event, things like that. Keeps golf uh, in the forefront for all of us in, in the rest of the year. So it's, it's, it's very exciting moving forward. And, uh, Ben, we appreciate your time. Love following you on PGATour.com. You can uh, tweet them at PGATour B Everill. E V E R I L L. Ben, thanks so much for spending some time with us. I love spending time with you guys. Anytime, I'll be ready to go. All righty. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 969 The Game. More golf talk coming up. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so We're back. The Golf Insiders wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. Holly G, Will Perry, and Brendan Sweeney. We're going to waste no time going to uh, one of our favorites, covers the LPGA, just got back from Korea after being at the Hana Bank Championship where Carlotta Seganda broke through. And uh, we're going to talk about the uh, race to the CME, which happens right in our backyard here in Naples because it's coming down to quite a battle between Lydia Ko 
and Arya Jutanyagarn. Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post. Hello, my friend. How are you, Holly? Great to be with you. Yeah, how's your jet lag? You you doing all right? I, I you know it took a couple of days, but I think I'm doing fine now. I'm I'm back on the, back on North American time. All right, so um, you know we've got quite a battle going here, Steve. Uh, uh, Aria moving up a little bit after uh, the last couple of tournaments. Uh, actually, t- taking the lead by about um, I don't know seven hundred points. Is it? Yeah, it is, and, and she took the lead on the week that Lydia took off. So, uh, you know, you kind of expected that to happen, uh, especially given the fact that Lydia's last three starts, I mean, starting at the Evian Championship, you know, she, she has not played particularly well. She's had around T50, so, uh, T40, uh, really has, has been out of the mix. I mean, she's made the cut. She hasn't, uh, she hasn't really performed up to her standards by any means. Uh, the one thing that interested me in, in watching her in Korea is I saw a little bit of a swing change going on. Uh, now, I talked to uh, Sean Hogan about it a little bit, and he, he says it, it's nothing major. It's, it's just, you know, kind of giving her a different way of thinking about what she has been doing in the past. But uh, I think she very clearly is not getting the club as steep uh, on the takeaway. Uh, she's not taking it outside the line, which she has historically done. Uh, really, it looks a lot more like the golf swing of Lydia Coe two years ago uh, than it does what she's been working with this past year. Steve, you mentioned 700 points. How, can you explain for our listeners, like, how wide of a gap is that? Is that a pretty narrow gap? How close is that race? Yeah. No, that's an incredibly narrow gap, and, and it could change hands this week uh, you know, very easily. I mean, it's not as though someone has to finish dead last. I mean, this is, this is one of those things where uh, a, a two-shot, ten-person ten difference uh, could make the difference in changing the lead of this thing. So, uh it's going to come down to the last week of the year, as it always has. Uh, it's going to come right down to the race of the CMA Globe and Night. Is it really a two-player race at this point? At this point, it is, yeah. I mean, you, you're, you, they're the only ones with enough wins at this point uh, to, to make the thing a solid race. You get, you get extra points for majors. They both have one. Uh, you get extra points for multiple wins. They both have three. Uh, so, so, you know, you're, now it's just a function of who is strong enough to close out the season. And some breaking news uh, this week. The LPGA Q School is on the way out. They're going to create a new qualifying series, which uh, should help elevate the importance of the Symmetra Tour. I, I talked to Mike Wan about this while he was in Korea. He happened to be over there with us. Uh, and he said, look, it, would I rather have someone who plays well over a series of tournaments over three months, or would I rather have someone who plays Eight round, eight good rounds, and I think the question—you know—is a rhetorical question. The answer is obvious. We'd rather have the person uh, that's played well over the course of the season, over the course of several months. But the great thing about what he is proposing is it will rescue college golf, because right now, if you're a college golf coach and you've got a great team, fall rolls around, those girls go to Q school. If they make it, you may have the best team in the country in the fall and not be able to field a team in the spring, uh, and it will stop that from happening. Well, I think another big factor in college golf is what they've done with uh, with Golf Channel and their broadcasting of the NCAA championships. That's huge. Uh, oh, isn't it great? I was I was out in Eugene, Oregon. It was it was amazing. Hey, uh, Steve, Brendan Sweeney here, French Lake, Indiana. Uh, the USGA announced last year that they're going to have a Senior Women's Open, and it's going to starting off, I think, in eighteen. Has the LPGA ever considered having a, a Senior Women's Championship at all? And they- 
you haven't, and, and one of the reasons is, I mean, at, at what point do you set the age? They have the Legends Tour, which uh, uh, is, you know, it's half a dozen events, and it's fairly well received. Uh, but quite frankly, uh, Mike Wan's focus at this point has been to, to maximize the product that he has, which is the LPGA Tour. Once he gets that thing where he feels like he can't really go any farther with it, then I expect to see him uh, do a number of things. I mean, I would not be at all surprised if he did uh, one day have a Legends Tour, uh, if you did one day have uh, the LET as part of the LPGA, another qualifying series in Europe. So, I mean, th- those are all things that are out there, uh, which I think down the road the LPGA will serve as What On that track, Steve, what about some type of event a la the President's Cup to truly represent, uh, you know, the global aspect of the LPGA? It, you know, that was what we had hoped to accomplish with the uh, UL International Crown, which has been – a tremendous success. I mean, far exceeding anybody's expectations in its second playing. Um, obviously, you still have to have enough players to make it into the top eight. And, and you know, for example, New Zealand hasn't made it, and they, you know, they got the number one player in the world after two years. Uh, it, not saying that they won't, but they just haven't been able to at this point. So, the, the thing that that Mike was telling me was it's very difficult to get these women to cheer for a continent. Uh, for example, do you want the Japanese and the Koreans playing under the same flag? Well, no, the Koreans want to beat the Japanese. And so that's why he came up with the format of the international crown. I agree with it. I mean, because of the European Union, the Solheim Cup makes a lot more sense. Uh, but, but it's very difficult to take the rest of the world and consolidate them in one united team. And I guess along with that conversation is uh... – you know, we're watching sort of the the new generation come into the PGA Tour of Americans, and certainly uh, seeing some of that with the with the Ryder Cup. Where are we going to see the fresh blood on the LPGA in terms of the American girls? You know, I look to the colleges right now. As Brendan was just saying, I mean, the, the NCAA has has helped the Golf Channel and and uh, a lot of the college golf coaches and the exposure that they're getting now has really elevated college golf to a level it's never been before. And so I would look there and, and look at some of the great young Americans that are coming out of there. I mean, Allison Lee, for example, who, who almost won in Korea and actually should have won, uh, you know, a product UCLA, uh, California girl who, who just came out of here and, and uh, has been setting it on fire, although she hasn't gotten a win yet. Um, that's, I think, where you're going to see the next crop of American players coming from. Well, it was great to see uh, Jessica Corda in the mix. She is the defending champ um, for this week's event. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, she was the defending champ and almost, you know, uh, repeated. So it was exciting to see someone in the mix. And uh, hopefully uh, as we come down to the CME, we're going to get to see, uh, you know, Stacey Lewis and maybe a, a few more of the gals uh, playing, playing better as we get to the end of the That's year. That's a great event. See you there. That really is super event, and, and I can't wait for it to roll back around, especially after the international swing that they'll be going on to leading up to that. All right, Steve Eubanks, as always, check him out, Global Golf Post. We appreciate your time, and we'll be seeing you in a few weeks, my friend. Thanks, Holly. Talk to you soon. All right, thanks so much. All right, we're going around the horn. Who are you picking for the WGC, Brendan? From the University of Illinois out of Belgium, Thomas Peters. 
Ooh. I like that's a good pick. That's uh, my pick. Yeah, I like that. I'm yeah. not gonna pick him, but well, I'll go. I'm gonna go with Rory. He's playing well. I think he's gonna be in good form this go, week. Going out on a limb. There, going out well. on a limb. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm. I picked I'm, Paul Casey before, and it didn't he work. He did so. well, but I'm going with Paul Casey because he's he's your all yours, and he's had an HSBC before, so uh, yeah. maybe he'll feel some good mojo over there. So that's a, uh, I'm I'm going with Paul. I'm going. I'm going with the Cubs. Yeah, go Cubs. Go Cubs. Go. Tonight. Go Cubs go, 7 o'clock. You got a minute to get home and uh, 30 seconds turn out the, the tube. And we got to get out of here and I'm get to gonna, uh, get to the stands. I'm getting me some Barney's coffee and Miller Lite. That's what I'm going after. <laughs> Double dip. <laughs> I love it. All right. The Golf Insiders, we're out of here. We love you. Bye-bye.